For obvious reasons, digital trade has exploded in the last two years. But one thing that's even harder than defining it is measuring it. Digital trade is much more than e-commerce. It's the movement of virtual goods, services, and data across physical borders. It includes things like media streaming, NFTs, hotel and ride-sharing apps, and virtual healthcare. It also involves goods that have digital services embedded in them, like smart homes and smart cars. But what about the trade part of digital trade? And how much is being moved exactly? Globally, we don't have a good estimate nor do we know its true impact on income, employment, and the economy as a whole, or how it affects Canada's competition climate, data laws, or government policies. This is a huge area, and it's only getting bigger. So why is it so hard to measure digital trade? What tools and data are necessary to get a handle on its impact? And why does Canada have a chance to be a leader in this space? I'm Kira Johnston, and this is the Leadership Perspective series from the Conference Board of Canada. Each episode, we sit down with an expert or experts to hear their perspectives on an issue that's affecting the lives of Canadians. Joining us today is Swapna Nair, Senior Economist and Lead at the Global Commerce Centre, and we're going to talk about understanding digital trade. Hi, Swapna. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Kira. Thanks for having me here. I'd like to begin by asking, is digital trade not just traditional trade, but with the internet? And why is it important today? Let me begin by giving a definition. Digital trade can be defined as international trade in goods and services that are either digitally delivered or digitally ordered. What this means is digital trade is a broad term that covers all international trade transactions that are digitally enabled or are digitally delivered. Let me explain this with a few examples. Let's consider a Canadian consumer who wants to buy a book that's published and printed outside the country. Traditionally, what this consumer would do is he would go to a Canadian bookstore and this bookstore would import this book from, let's say, the US. He would physically go to the bookstore and physically buy this book. With the advent of technology, this consumer can buy the book directly from the publisher in the US through the website of this publisher. He also has other options. He can buy this book through a digital intermediary such as Amazon or eBay. He can buy it from a retailer who's selling it probably at a cheaper price from some other part of the world, or he could buy it directly from a consumer who's selling his used copy. These are examples of how technology is changing the way we trade. Increased use of the internet to place orders, emergence of digital intermediaries, trade going beyond conventional business to business trade, and increasingly occurring between consumers and the increase in low-value, high-volume trade, small parcels crossing the border are some of the defining features. But apart from changing the way we trade, digital technologies are also changing what we trade. In our example of the consumer, for instance, now he also has options of buying a soft version of the book, or he can use a streaming service to listen to the audio version of the book. Many services which have never been tradable across borders such as health services and educational services are increasingly being traded through digital apps and so on. Examples are health services being offered through Teladoc or educational services being offered through applications such as OutSchool. Movies and music are being streamed online across countries through Netflix and Spotify. And most importantly, there is the aspect of data, data that crosses borders, either as an underpinning for most digital transactions or free data that crosses borders as well. And just quickly answering the second part of your question on why it's an important subject, because the share of digital trade has significantly increased both globally and within Canada. We don't have complete statistics to say how much this share is, 
But if you look at different components of digital trade, you can see that it's been increasing, not just as a result of the pandemic, but prior to it as well. And this has implications for domestic income, employment, and policies tailored around them. On that note, your research points out how hard it is to measure the total volume and economic impact of digital trade. Why is it so difficult? Our research examines the measurement of digital trade within official trade statistics in Canada and three of its peer trading partners, the UK, the European Union, and the US. We find that while there is an emerging consensus around the OECD definition and measurement framework on digital trade, official statistics still has a long way to capture this effectively. The reasons for this are twofold. Some parts of digital trade are currently captured in official data, but they seem to be invisible. And secondly, there are transactions that are not being captured in official statistics. Official trade statistics and how it is recorded is still a reflection of conventional trade practices. Country-level trade statistics captures the type of product, whether it's a good, a service, what kind of good it is, what kind of service it is, the volume of trade, the partner with which the country is trading, and the year of the trade. What it does not capture is the nature of the transaction, whether the order was digitally placed, whether it was physically ordered, whether it was digitally delivered, whether it was physically delivered. Therefore, even when any part of digital trade is captured in official trade data, it's difficult to distinguish this. This is why digital trade is often referred to as being invisible in national accounts. Apart from these, there are also those kind of transactions that might not be captured by national statistical agencies, such as when a Canadian consumer purchases a low-value item from a personal website or from an intermediary somewhere in the US or some other part of the world. For official statistics, the source of trade data is business. When a business exports or imports goods and services within the country, it records this transaction with the national statistical agency. But with consumers increasingly importing goods directly from non-resident businesses, this information can slip from the radar of national statistical agencies. And finally, the biggest challenge is how to record and how to capture the value of non-monetary transactions such as free data that crosses the border. This is extremely complex. Data does not add in a conventional sense any value to GDP or national accounts, but it's extremely crucial to capture the value of data as well. And given that measuring digital trade is so hard worldwide, how is Canada doing? There is an international framework for measurement of digital trade that the OECD has been developing over the last few years. This is a work in progress, but it's being adopted by most developed countries to guide their measurement efforts. Most of the Canadian official efforts towards compiling digital trade are also structured around this OECD framework. Our research assesses currently available statistics in Canada and places it within this framework. We find that the country is making substantial efforts towards measuring digital trade. Statistics Canada, the key agency in this area, is carrying out surveys focusing on both businesses and households to capture information on international transactions. Experimental statistics are being prepared for services that are digitally delivered. The digital supply use tables are a significant step forward as well. Of course, there are limitations and challenges in each of these. Surveys can only capture information from Canadian businesses and households. Therefore, the data compiled is mostly on exports. Many of the surveys are occasional and therefore they don't provide continuity in terms of comparability. Households are always not able to distinguish between international and domestic purchases given the complexity of technology, and therefore information is not always complete. Experimental statistics are still in early stages. There's a lot of refinement which is undergoing. Finally, the digital supply use tables, while definitely a progress, compiles information from currently existing sources of data and therefore carries forth many of the limitations that these sources have. 
Thus, while there is significant progress, there is also a long way to go ahead. Swapna, given your last answer, what can Canada do to get better at measuring it? The starting point would be to improve the measurement efforts currently underway within the OECD framework. This could include integration of the various fragmented pieces of data across subdomains into a coherent whole. There could also be enhancement of the current sources such as surveys to improve the frequency and the scope of coverage. We could also work towards compiling information from non-conventional sources of data. This could be crowdsourcing, web scraping, compiling data from credit cards and other payment systems and so on. Many of these sources might have privacy concerns attached to them. There might be limitations on how much of the data can be used and released. There are a few successful instances of how these sources of data have been used in other parts of the world. We could look towards there for direction. Very importantly, there needs to be efforts towards capturing the non-monetary aspects of digital trade data that crosses the border. This is the trickier part, but it's very important. And what does your research tell us about how Canada can influence the development of global standards for digital trade? Our research finds that Canada has made considerable progress over the last few years in its measurement of digital trade. Among its peers, Canada's efforts to measure digital trade have been perhaps the most rigorous. We do believe that Canada is in a strong position to influence the future development of global standards in this area. For this, the government needs to continue its work with international organizations and key trading partners on aligning the measurement framework with technology changes. At the same time, a proposal that we put together in our paper is that the government could implement a formal program of digital trade measurement innovation. This would help the country understand how new technology progress might be assessed and eventually captured in statistics. Insights from this program could help in improving the ongoing development of the OECD framework itself, making this framework less theoretical and much more robust and evidence-based. This program could also be a way in which the government could bring together stakeholders across the various domains, policymakers and officials, industry associations, business stakeholders, industry experts, technology experts, consumers, and obtain insights that would add value and depth to the efforts. Swapna, I'm curious, how did you first get interested in this topic? So international trade has been my area of work for the last decade or so. My experience has largely been international. I've worked with the United Nations in New Delhi, and my role there largely was working with the Indian government on taking advantage of the various trade deals that were being signed then. I've also worked with a few policy institutes, such as the Overseas Development Institute in London and Geopolicy in Dubai, mostly working with governments and international institutions, helping countries to improve their trade competitiveness. I strongly believe that if the right policies are there, the right domestic policies are there, and if there is the enabling international environment as well, trade can hugely benefit a country's economy. So given that the Global Commerce Centre and being the program lead of the GCC is an exciting opportunity for me. It seemed like this was the right time to do a study on digital trade, given the increasing importance of digital trade and digital economy. There is so much we don't know on digital trade and its potential impact on the economy. We're still grappling with issues of definition and measurement. We hope that this will be one of the initial studies we do in this area and that eventually we go on to do much more in-depth research looking at how digital trade is impacting the Canadian economy and how we are able to take advantage of the benefits and address the challenges that come up. We recently did a collaborative study with the Conference Board, Inc., we did a survey of Canadian businesses and they did a survey of international businesses in the US and Europe and Asia. The focus of the survey is on how 
are businesses changing their supply chain design in future? This is a study that's um, going to come out soon. We are also in the process of doing a trade forecast, which is looking at Canadian trade with some of its key trading partners and see how trade in some of the merchandise and services categories will be evolving over the forthcoming years. There is also an opportunity that we are exploring with the OECD doing research on small and medium enterprises and how they are able to effectively engage in a completely changing global environment where digital technologies are becoming more important. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you, Kira. If you like what you hear, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know how we're doing. Leadership Perspectives is hosted by Kira Johnston and written by Sarah Mills. Our executive producer is Michael Bassett. And for more podcasts, research, commentary, and ideas on Canadian issues, visit conferenceboard.ca.